And yes, welcome back to day five of Luke December 2022 challenge. Luke December challenge 2022. Welcome back to day five of Luke December challenge 2022. And now joining us to read Luke chapter five is our dear sister, Mrs. Abiodun Eseka. If you want to read any of the chapters, please do reach out to us and we share you to read uh, the remaining chapters in the gospel account of St. Luke. And after the reading, we identify today, we identify uh, we have identified seven seven treasures from Luke chapter five. You probably you probably identified some other treasures. You've probably found other treasures uh, aside from the ones that we have found. Do share with us and let us let us make a long list of the treasures in the gospel account according to Saint Luke. Now over to you, Matt. Thank you very much. Good evening. I am Mrs. Abiodun Eseka reading. Luke chapter 5, from the International King James Version. Now it came to pass, as the people crowded him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone from them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the boats that was Simon's and asked him to launch out a little way from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the boat. Now when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have walked all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. Now when they had done this, they, began a great mul- they caught a great multitude of fish, and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners who were in the other boat, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not fear. From now on, you will catch men. Now, when they had brought their boats to land, they left all and followed him. Now it came to pass, when he was in a certain city, there was a man full of leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and asked him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. Then he ordered him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, just as Moses commanded for a testimony to them. But his fame was spreading even farther, and great multitudes came together to hear him and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Then he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Now it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. And behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they tried to bring him in and to lay him before him. Now when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his bed 
into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. Then the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise and take up your bed and go to your house. And immediately he rose up before them and took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and glorified God. And they were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Now after these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, Follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. Then Levi made him a great feast in his own house. And there was a great company of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. But the Pharisees and their scribes complained against the disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Then Jesus answered and said to them, those who are well do not need a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And they said to him, The disciples of John fast often and make prayers, and likewise the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. Then he said to them, Can you make the attendance of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. And he also spoke a parable to them. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old, on an old. otherwise the new makes a tear, and also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, else the new wine will burst the skins and be spilled and the skins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. No one, having drunk old wine first, desires new, for he says, the old is better. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And yes, thank you very much out there, Sister Mrs. Abiodun Eseka, for reading Luke chapter 5, for day 5 of Luke December Challenge 2022. And the first treasure we are, the first treasure that we have found today in the, in the fifth chapter of Luke is this. Listen to it. Whatever he asks you to do, do it. Take him at his word. That's the first treasure we have found in Luke uh, chapter 5. Whatever he asks you to do, do it. Take him at his word. And we take this from uh, verses 4, 5, 6, and 7 of Luke chapter 5. Of course, you recall the account, right? When after Jesus used uh, the boat belonging to Simon Peter, and after Jesus told Simon Peter to launch out into the, into the deep and lay down his net. After Peter uh, answered our Lord saying, well, we are. We, we know you mean well, but we have toiled all night. We have caught nothing. Uh, there's no point to it. 
nevertheless at your word nevertheless at your word i will let down the net and of course you know the story he did let down the net and he caught a great number of fish that the net began to break whatever he asked you to do do it take him at his word uh no matter how it looks humanly speaking take him at his word remember the story of naaman uh that syrian general uh with leprosy he said to himself why would i wash in the jordan are there not better rivers cleaner rivers in my country why would i wash in the jordan but he did wash in the jordan and he was made whole remember of course remember of course uh the story of the first uh, recorded miracle of our lord in kind of galilee where our lord said oh, okay fill fill this jars with water with water they must have said to themselves look the the problem is that uh, uh wine has run out at this ceremony why are you asking us to fill it with water but they took him at his word i know what uh, they found joy they found joy they found they found happiness remember also the disciples when uh they told jesus that well there is nothing with which to feed the crowd what the only thing we have there is a, a boy who has five loaves and two fish and jesus said well bring it to me uh, some of them have said to themselves what's wrong with this man look at the thousands of people five thousand of them are we going to feed them with five loaves and two fish but you know they took him at his word and a miracle uh, followed whatever i ask you to do do it take him at his word and we cannot discuss this without without remembering the the now immortal words of this hymn it is so sweet to trust in jesus and to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise and to know thus says the lord thus says the lord i pray whatever the Holy spirit is laying in your heart to do uh, for him if he's asking you to give a gift give that gift don't worry don't worry it's going to provide for you if he's asking you to go on that journey go on that journey he's going to see it through if if he's asking you to speak up for his cause for his will speak up and no evil will be for you if, if he's asking you to witness that person oh do so uh, do so in the power of the holy spirit you will find that those who take him at his word they find that his word is true those who take him at his word find his word to be true and now to the second treasure that we have found today in Luke chapter 5. And, the, and that second treasure is this. He qualifies the called. He qualifies the called. He does not call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. Those he has called, he qualifies them and makes them suitable suitable for his use. Um, I mean, I understand very much, I understand very well how Simon Peter fell after when Peter felt when uh, it became clear to him that uh, the man who made use of his boat is indeed the Son of God because only uh, the Son of God could have done what Jesus did when after preaching from his boat he then said uh, launch into the deep he did launch and he caught fish uh, notwithstanding that he had labored there all night uh, without catching anything some Peter said depart from me for i am a sinful man and i'm asking you today do you often feel the same way do you often feel the same way why me how am i deserving of his visitation how am i deserving of his intervention in my life how am i deserving of of, of him how am i worthy of his use how am i worthy of his call how am i worthy of his intervention in my affairs yet he he intervenes in your affairs he helps you and you say to yourself "Ah, this seems for me how 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 am i worthy of his use and his call don't run away be always call to mind call to mind uh romans 8 29 
and we know Romans 29 for those he, for those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and those he predestined he also called and those he called he also justified and those he justified he also glorified he also glorified if the Lord is calling you it is because he has chosen you and he will cover you with his own righteousness he will make you worthy and suitable and suitable for his call upon your life. Do you know why? Uh, the Apostle Paul gave us the reason in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 Corinthians chapter 4 saying that well, you may think that the Lord is depositing treasure in jars of clay. You may see, you may see yourself as jars of clay uh, sinful you, imperfect you, weak you, fearful you, doubtful you and yet the Lord is calling you to do great things for him and uh, the Lord is Putting you in places where you have to, uh, you have to, you have to speak for him or stand for him or be his representative, and you are saying, "Why me? I'm not qualified for this." You are almost like Simon Peter. You are saying, "Depart from me! Depart from me! I'm a sinful man. I, I should have nothing to do with you." Well, be reminded of Second Corinthians four seven. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. Why? Are you asking why? We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. It's from God and not from us. That's from the New International Version. In the New Living Translation, it says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Our great power is from God, not from ourselves. If you are feeling unworthy, if you are feeling unqualified, if you are feeling unworthy of his call or of his use, well, look to him. Uh, your righteousness will not will not take you any far, but the righteousness of Christ will, will place you, will place you in good stead to be used of God. The third treasure that we have found this uh, evening from Luke chapter 5 is this. The Lord is always willing. The Lord is always willing. Recall that account of Jesus meeting with that leper who went to him and said, Lord, if you are willing, Lord, if you are willing, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing. I, I love this, this leper. Uh, knowing, I mean, he did not doubt the ability of our Lord to heal. Just say, "Well, Lord, if you are willing, I know you can do it. You can do it." And he says, "That's the Christian. That's the Christian prayer, right? Lord, I know you can do it. That is, it is out of the question uh, whether you can do it or not. That is out of the question. You can because you are God, Lord. If you are willing, you can make me whole. And that's and that's the right Christian prayer. And I assure you, when that prayer is said in faith, uh, if you say that kind of prayer in faith, you will hear the same response that our Lord gave to that leper." I am willing, I am willing, I am willing. The Lord is always willing. He's always willing to help. Uh, we, we read from Isaiah saying, where the Lord's hand, they are not short, his arms are not short, that he cannot save. This is your sin that has caused a, a gulf between you and God. He's always willing, always ready to help, always ready to help. And of course, from Romans 7.25, remember, uh, Rather, from Hebrews 7.25, remember, therefore, he's able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. He's able to save completely, able to save completely every time uh, from all dangers, from all situations, from sin and from eternal damage. God is always willing. 
take hold of that willingness uh, because of that nature. I mean, be, be encouraged by his nature, by his willing nature to always help, by his nature to always help, his nature that is disposed to helping, to saving, to doing good. Be encouraged by that and go to him by faith in prayer over and over again. I mean, once you know the nature of the person uh, to whom you go, once you know the nature of that person, well, what do you do? I want to know that his nature is that he's always open to helping you. Then you go to him with enthusiasm. You're always good with enthusiasm. Well, he's always ready to help me. He's not going to turn me back. He's not going to turn me back. Oh, what, what joy to know that he's not only able, but he's also willing. And the fourth treasure that we have found from Luke chapter 5 is this. Withdraw often for spiritual rejuvenation. Withdraw often for spiritual rejuvenation. And did we not read that uh, from verse 16 of Luke chapter 5? So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. That is the Son of God. That Son of God, it is said of him that he often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. He often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. If the Son of God himself found it necessary to withdraw, to pray, to seek the face of God, how much more you, how much more me. And the fifth treasure from Luke chapter 5 is this, faith moves God. Have faith in God. Faith moves God. Have faith in God. Ah, Imagine what Jesus must have felt like when he saw the effort made by the friends of that paralyzed man to bring him before him. They had to break through the roof so that their friend could be attended to by Jesus Christ. And of course, we, we, we read uh, from, from Luke chapter 5 that when Jesus saw their faith, when he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven. It was their faith. It was their faith that moved Jesus to immediately intervene. Their faith. Jesus, um, faith moves God. Faith gladdens the heart of Jesus Christ. There are countless examples uh, from, the, from the gospel accounts uh, showing that faith gladdens the heart of God. Faith moves him, moves Jesus Christ to action. Of course, I don't know if you know of this saying. It used to be popular among uh, evangelical Christians at some point. Attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God. And and, and it is true. It is true. Those who attempt great things for God, they uh, they. They, they move the hand of God. They move the hand of God. Not they themselves, but their faith. The faith moves the hand of God. Why? Because uh, Jesus would marvel at the faith of people. I re- remember this story. Uh, this story from Matthew chapter 8, right? Chapter 8, the story of that man who said to our Lord, For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell one to go and he goes, and another, and another to come and he comes. I tell my servant to do something and he does it. And he said all that, saying to Jesus, no, you don't need to come into, into my house. That is centurion. You don't need to come into my house. Just say the word. That's what the centurion said to Jesus Christ. Just say the word. 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 And my son will be old because I understand how it goes. I myself, I give command and I give command and, and people obey. And of course, verse 10 of eight, Matthew 8, 10 says, When Jesus heard this, he marveled. He marveled and said to those following, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Faith, 
Faith moves God. Remember the woman with the issue of blood as well. You know, Jesus said to him, daughter, your faith has made you old. Have faith in God, uh, that child of God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. And it's the same way that faith moves God. It's that same way that lack of faith displeases God. Lack of faith displeases God. Uh, Jesus, when his disciples called him, when they thought they were going to perish uh, because of the storm, Jesus was... He was restrained in his rebuke, but he did rebuke them. Although he was restrained in his rebuke, he, he did rebuke them, saying, ah, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Did you suppose uh, that any storm could uh, could could kill or destroy uh, him with the Son of God or could kill or destroy you Why the Son of God remains with you? You of little faith, why are you so afraid? So faith moves God, and as we as we recall, let us also remember the lack of faith. Lack of faith uh, displeases God. Have faith in God, and like the friends of that paralyzed man, no faith must find a way. Faith must find a way to Jesus. Faith must find a way to God in prayer. You have to break all barriers and make sure that you get uh, to our Lord God Almighty uh, in the time of prayer. Said in the name of Jesus. The sixth treasure uh, from Luke chapter 5 is this. Don't be too close. Don't be too close to sinners that they corrupt you. Don't be too far away from them that you cannot preach to them. Don't be too close to sinners that they corrupt you. Yet, don't be too far away from them that you are unable to witness to them. And you see, our Lord, when he called when He called Levi, and then he went into his house, and he had a feast, or a feast was held in his honor, and Jesus eating together, along with the tax collectors who were regarded as sinners. And many people said to him, what are you doing? What are you doing with all these people? And of course, our Lord said, those who are well, I have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In the same way, you have not been called to stay only with the righteous. You have not been called to fellowship only with the righteous. You have been called to go into the world, into the world where there are sinners, where there are unbelievers, and bring them to the knowledge of the saving grace of our Lord. Hey, don't be too close to them. So that they corrupt you. Don't be too close. Remember 1 Corinthians 15.33. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So we have to we have to strike that fine balance. We have to strike that fine balance. You are not too entrenched with unbelievers that uh, they are able to corrupt you. Yet you are not too far away. Uh, so much so that you are not able to witness to them. Romans 10.14. How can they call on the one in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear... How can they hear without someone to preach? You must be there to preach to them. So don't stay far away. Uh, we should not just keep the company of believers. Otherwise, we are not going to carry out the Great Commission. We cannot just keep the company of believers. Yet, we must be careful so that our bad company does not corrupt good manners. And if seventh treasure from Luke chapter 5 tonight is this, be open to the Holy Spirit. Be open to the ways of the Holy Spirit. Now, that is an interesting take on the last verse of Luke chapter 5. And no one, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new. For he says the old is better. But you know, uh, to fully uh, understand this, uh, the, this verse, one needs to read other versions. We read from the New Living Translation. It says, but no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. The old is just fine, they say. And Jesus was here, yeah, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees of those days who who felt that they 
they fully understood that, that they had fully understood God and his ways. Uh, they were so satisfied uh, with their ways that they did not want to open uh, their hearts to the gospel of Christ. They felt, look, we know everything already. We have our ways of doing things, uh, of seeking forgiveness, of offering sacrifices, of dealing with strangers, of punishing sinners, of punishing the disobedient. They were not ready to open to the new. And Jesus rebuked them saying, yes, I know. No one having drunk hot wine immediately deserves the new. They think to themselves, well, this wine, our fathers have been drinking it. This way we have been doing it. It's been working for us. Why do we need uh, something new? I'm not asking you to be in search of new things, but I'm reminding you that you have to be open to the ways of the Holy Spirit. It will not testify against Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will not testify against Jesus Christ, but he may want you to do new things. Or he may want you to do old things in new ways. Be open. Be open. He may want you to do new things. He may want you to do old things in new ways. And I think uh, Peter himself got uh, got uh, got a treatment of that when, of course, he saw that vision and he was shown animals that ordinarily would not eat. And the Lord said to him, "What I have called clean, don't you you dare not call unclean." So much so that he found himself at the end of it all fellowshipping with Gentiles, preaching to Gentiles, bringing Gentiles, bringing Gentiles uh, to the fold, to the fold of Christ. Did our Lord not say about the Holy Spirit in John 3, 8? The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. That's the way the Spirit of God works. Uh, new things happening. He wants us to engage with them. Never denying the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Never ever denying the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Any spirit that moves us to deny the lordship of jesus christ or all the word the bible that jesus himself affirmed any such spirit is the spirit of the antichrist but you know what we need to be open to the new open to the new i don't always say the old is sufficient the old is better the old way yes is the tried way but the holy spirit leads us to new lands to conquer new lands to fellowship with new people uh, to bring new people into the fold of christ be open to the new do not say the old is good enough. Don't say the old way is good enough and we're not going to change. No, we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit and wherever he leads, we will go. Wherever he leads, we go. But this much we know, the Holy Spirit will not testify against Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will not testify against the word of God. But he may want us to do new things. He may want us to do old things in new ways. So that the Lord will give us wisdom. Oh, that he will grant us grace. Thank you very much for joining us tonight for day five of Luke December Challenge 2022. Uh, do you have comments on the treasures we have found? Do you want to add your own list to it? Please do reach out to us on WhatsApp or please um, indicate so in the comment section uh, below. Thank you very much. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 9 p.m. for day six of Luke December Challenge 2022. 22. God bless you, Rigo. Once again, thanks to you, uh, Mrs. Beardman Seka, for reading Luke chapter 5 tonight. God bless you, Rigo. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful night rest. Gospelbellsradio.com is a community of believers learning together, praying together, bearing one another's burdens, and engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. To listen to live programs, tune in to www.gospelbellsradio.com. God bless you.